0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting, and the fan-favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's really easy to get started. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. BELIEVE, in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric, specific show. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is the one and only Ed Easy-Smith. Not only did he play... Uh, professional baseball but he also played in the National Football League. He broke the hearts of uh, of Minnesota Vikings fans when uh, when his when his Atlanta Falcons went to the Super Bowl and we've run into folks uh, out and about just recently for our radio show that uh, one gentleman that was that was still feeling that years, <laughs> and years later. But how you doing, man?
1: Hey man, we shook up the world. That's what we did. <laughs> 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 now, it's funny how wherever we are, you know, People will see the ring, or, or they'll find out, or realize I used to play for the, the Falcons, and that's the first thing they go to. Man, that that horrible Sunday in Minnesota in January of nineteen ninety nine.
0: So we bring this up. Uh, so we bring this to you every week, and then when the season gets underway, we'll be bringing it to you twice a week uh, on Mondays and Wednesdays. We're a little bit late this week, but you know, you know, you want to, you you waited, you you was waiting, you was salivating like Pavlov's dog. And we have a few things that we want to talk about this week. Want to talk? Uh, so on the agenda today, uh, OTAs. You're a want a man who lived and breathed it, and Ed will tell you himself. He wasn't the dude at the top of the pecking order. He was the dude that had to make sure his face was known and. Tried to say what's up to you and all that stuff. So he'll get into that. So present. So OTAs. Who was there? Who's not there? Is that anything to worry about? Uh, the the Cardinals being featured on Hard Knocks in season. I want your thoughts on that. And then the Kyler contract. There was an interesting article from uh, uh, from Pro Football Focus that speculated on whenever this gets done, that what that number might look like. And then of course, we want to just schedule i want so taking it from a different point of view because ed has lived and breathed again uh being a football player so when you look at the schedule what are some i want it from his perspective and we'll give our way too early uh thoughts on what that record might look like so get so starting off the the otas monday started off the otas and it's the all it's the off season what, is, what does it stand for again otas organized training activities right yeah. and so this one because of Negotiated in the NFLPA by the NFLPA, these are these are not mandatory. These are not mandatory, and we say that with uh, with quotation marks. But it's interesting the fact of who is not there that did not come that not show up for the mandate for the non mandatory for the non mandatory for, for the voluntary OTAs. So DeAndre Hopkins wasn't there. Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, newly acquired James Conner, D.J. Humphries, Rodney Hudson, Marcus Golden, Byron Murphy, and of course Kyler Murray. Is this a big deal? Easy
1: for me, Jay. It is uh, a big deal, and let's be quiet. OTAs, man, there, and and I'm going to give you the exact definition of what OTAs are. So they are ten day all season programs that are designed to help the players improve. Through in-person meetings and classroom instruction with less on-field practice. So that's the official verbiage of what an OTA is, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. So that's 10 days of an opportunity. You know, it's the off-season. You know, guys are already, certain guys like myself, I wanted to be seen as much as I could. If I could have slept at the facility, I would have. But, you know, you want to be in on the off-season, getting your weights in, getting your uh, you know, your uh, certain amount of time with the strength and conditioning coach, things like that. Then comes the OTAs where this is designed primarily It's post-draft. It's for some of your younger players to kind of get acclimated along with newly acquired players.
0: Such as? Such a as Marquise Brown.
1: Marquise Brown. And then you also have a situation with your uh, your veterans who have been there, but they're just getting introduced to everybody as well. So it'll be a great opportunity uh, to come in and say hello to everybody, to uh, you know, see your coaching staff in a more structured <laughs> environment, right? right. So we and here's the thing, and I'll give you an example. In 1997, when I was with the Falcons, I was a part of everything that first year. Uh, you know, we were all brand new faces. This was Coach Reeves, God rest his soul, bringing us all in, uh, getting rid of a run and shoot offense. He had come down, took over from uh, uh who's it, uh, June Jones? I think it was who it was. He had come down, took over the organization as the head coach. bunch of us, all these brand-new faces coming in there, really didn't know much about each other. That first offseason was literally like the first day of school for us. Everybody had to stand up, raise your hand, hi, my name's Ed, you know, the, you know, <laughs> I, you know and we got to know each other. So fast forward through that season, 1-7 and seven start, finish strong to a 7-9 and nine overall finish, but then we get ready for year two. OTAs now we're more familiar with each other. A lot of new faces still trying to figure out uh, strategy, the philosophy, all these different things. Those OTAs were a bonding experience for us. Okay, it was an opportunity for uh, everybody to kind of get the get past the stage of hey, we know each other now. We want to get to almost like that secondary relationship part, you know, gotcha, which gotcha. I talk about all the time this is such a valuable opportunity or would be if more people, more players from the Cardinals had decided to come in because this is all about communication. It's all about team building. It's about uh, Kingsbury being able to further stamp through the help of others. Some of your veteran guys here stamp what this organization is all about, the direction we're going and what our ultimate goal is. When you got pieces missing, especially your, quarterback who was because think about this Jay a lot of times people will say well why would he come the risk of getting injured blah blah this is not about getting on the field and doing a whole bunch of things this is about coming in classroom time um you know maybe going over some of the film from last year to talk about some of the things what was it AJ Green talked about how he never felt like he was on the same page with his young quarterback he would love to take this opportunity he was like I need to do better I Can't do better if your quarterback's not there to sit (laughs) with you, right? This is true. Think about this, Jay. It's like a couple being in couples therapy, right? But only one of them going to therapy. (laughs) So, I mean, (laughs) who's who's really getting the benefit of this, you know? And this is such valuable time, such valuable real estate, doing an off-season for everybody to come in. And like I said, no hard work. This is all about just, you know, getting to know each other, talking, you know, start, you know, maybe some of these young guys uh, getting them in, inclinated to the, you know, very, very first portions of the playbook, stuff like that. This is what I call opportunity lost. And yeah. that, that's exactly what's happening to the Cardinals right now. And we used to call them their, their, their voluntary meetings, Jay. We used to call them voluntary mandatory because, right. we, you know, it's, if, if you want to get to those next levels, you take advantage of these times and, you know, like I said, this this is where it all starts. People think you get the training camp in August because, you know, and then all of a sudden everything's just, nah, this is where you start building. And this is mm-hmm. a missed opportunity for the Cardinals for so many reasons, for so many players.
0: And it's interesting, and that's in for those who've listened to the show and for those who are new, welcome, and please spread the word about believing the Arizona Cardinals. But, um, but J.J. Watt is there. And and in in all seriousness, he's he's there. I mean, it's one of those things where you want your veterans. I would imagine, and and I get it that it's as you mentioned, it's ten days, so you could be doing anything else in the world for those ten days. But if this is if this is if you're investing in your in yourself or your your career, you the better that you perform in terms of not only personally but the better that your teams perform, that helps you to be able to give you more leverage when it comes to contracts. Right. I mean, is it, it kind of goes hand in hand with the better chemistry that if, if you know what the man to the left and to the right of you is doing on the offensive or defensive lines and you have that confidence and you're able to do your job and not worry about what they're doing or what, you, because you understand what their strengths or weaknesses are when you're in these meetings, and you're understanding the way that they think, the way that they behave. Just because a coach, I would imagine, can I, and I use myself maybe as some Of course, I didn't play. But here's here's the example that I give. So I'm a runner, and there was a time when I wasn't a runner. So if you so if all you knew, let's say before I began running, the two or three months, you know, the years before that, and you thought you let's say we had gone away from one another for a couple of months, and then we come back, and you think that I'm the same person that I was, I'm not, and I've changed. The same way that coaches can say, "This is where, where where my weakness was." I need to make sure that we do this better. And so I need to start to instill that or I need to start to speak this and and really get this philosophy hammered in when these OTAs start. Am I wrong? Am I off base there?
1: You're right on point, man. And here's the thing about it, Jay. We always, you know, we from we got a little street in us. So, you know, we know some of the verb is going on out out there. What's the old saying? Don't talk about it, be about it, right? Right, right. In this situation, you know someone like a Kyler Murray, you know, we hear so much about his lack of leadership or, you know, different things. This is a great opportunity to show us what you're all about. Is it about the money or is it about this ultimate goal of you want to take this organization to the next level? You know, this is an opportunity you know like I said show us what do you what, what are you about Kyle Murray is it about the contract because one they've already given you the fifth year option next year you're gonna make close to twenty nine million dollars on the books they've already the organization has already said Kyle Murray's our man we'll figure this out we're gonna do it it's you know it's all a process right now yeah. what would it have taken Kyle Murray to say okay you know what I have faith in the organization we're gonna get this done it's the off season what is more important than being in there, there with my dudes Forget the money. We'll get that taken care of. Let me go in here and show everybody what I'm about instead of these, you know, quick, you know, the only time he responds to anything is when he feels like he's being criticized and then it's, well, everybody knows what I'm about. You know, I'm about, nah, we don't know what you're about. We just see what your actions are. And this would have been a prime opportunity. I said, put all that aside, come in here and show us what you really are about. And for me, it's, it's, once again, it comes down to, I don't know who's guiding him. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I look around the league and there's certain special circumstances, but somebody like a Tom Brady is is going into uh, OTAs and stuff like that. What did Tom Brady need to be in OTAs right now for? But he's showing his team, everybody from the first man on the roster to the last man on the roster, what he's about. I'm here to help lead. This yeah. has been a great opportunity for Kyler to do the same thing. And for me – it, it, it's like I said, I keep talking about, it's just an opportunity missed. It's a chance just to script. Let's not talk about it. Let's, what are you about? And then you brought up and you know how much I love to criticize JJ Watt. Yeah. That I will say that dude is there. And I I mean, I'm sure he's in there making a whole lot of noise with all the weights and stuff like that to let everybody know he's there, but he is there.
0: Oh man.
1: And that is the most important thing right now is at this time of the year, people are like, well, what's the big deal? The, No, foundations are built during this time of year. You know, people think, like I said, you just roll out of bed once the season starts. No, great organizations are putting in that work behind the scenes when nobody's watching. This would have been one of those opportunities for the Cardinals.
0: Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So speaking of behind the scenes, we're going to be able to take a look behind the scenes in this upcoming season. We, your folks are familiar with the hard knocks, uh, the hard knocks kind of uh, uh franchise of sorts that's on HBO that not only typically they, they've chronicled the, the training camp and leading up to the beginning of the season, but then last season, uh, last year, last season, yes, they, they did hard knocks in season as well. And so that was the, uh, the, the Indianapolis Colts, I believe. And so this year, the Cardinals will be on hard knocks in season. And that takes place really from the second half of the season forward. And I heard somebody say locally here that it's interesting because we what do we know about the Cardinals for the last couple of years? That the second half of the season has been that 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 Achilles heel has been that that kryptonite, so to speak, for the Arizona Cardinals. It I I've, I've heard some people say this is going to give an opportunity for the Cardinals <clears throat> to really kind of show what they're about in terms of, um, in terms of from a, from a ownership standpoint, that type of thing. But it also gives fans an opportunity to kind of see what's going on with their team behind the scenes. How do you feel about this? I don't know. Sometimes t- you can have too much access. And I think that this is one of those situations when you're trying to chronicle what's going on in season. I I don't know.
1: I You know, sometimes you just get bad draws, Jay. You know, and, <laughs> and in this situation, I don't think this could have come at a worse time for the Cardinals because of the last two seasons that we've had, the way our seasons have come down to uh, the second half has been our bugaboo to say. You know, we've crumbled a little bit, uh, got off to these good starts, great start last year, and then we faltered down the end And what bigger distraction can you have to take you? You know, here's the thing uh, athletes, especially in football, creatures of habit. We like to come in, know exactly what our day is going to look like, our week is going to look like for that matter. And it's almost like wash, rinse, repeat. You want that for 17, 18 weeks if you can. Uh, This card knocks is going to take and throw such a wrinkle in there, in my opinion, because people see the end result, man. You know how many? It's it's going to be cameras all over the place. It's going to be uh, guys playing to the camera. Yes, Uh, it's going to be taking you out of your no. Because you got to remember, with these cameras around, a lot of guys going to not say what they really want to say or have. That is the big
0: thing. That's the big thing. Yes,
1: exactly. And then you got guys playing to the camera. It's going. It's going to throw such a wrinkle in. I would rather have the Cardinals be the preseason, meaning so they could get it out of the way and then get on with their season rather than, you know, seven, eight weeks in, all of a sudden here come the cameras and here's production, lights, X, and camera go. Man, it's going to be such a distraction. More, you know, already coming off of, you know, six-game suspension for uh, Hopkins. Who knows where we're going to be after the first half of the season. And then, like I said, you bring this on, it only adds to the – the stress and, like I said, taking you out of your, uh, you know, your sweet spot. When you get to week seven, eight, nine, you moving forward, you want, like I said, you want everything to be like clockwork. Like we you know what right. we're doing every single day. This is going to throw some, a new element in there that if there wasn't already, I guess, pressure, it's, you know, and who knows where we're going to be record-wise and stuff like that. It's just going to add that other element that I think is not something that the Cardinals would need. Uh, and we'll see how it goes because you, you, once they sign them, you know, it's like you don't have a choice to do it. Once they assign it to you, here we go, win, lose, or draw. Those cameras going to be there. Uh, and we're going to find out how it all plays out. But I, I don't like it at all.
0: Well, it's, it's almost is you have somebody that comes to visit you. And it, it, I, I get these analogies from you, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to learn. I, I try to soak, all, <laughs> soak it all up. It's that person that comes to visit you for the weekend, and that's cool. Because you can make sure your house is fine, your house is spotless, all this stuff. We're gonna cook these meals. I'm to, I got a couple of meals for I'm gonna take you out to dinner, we're gonna let's go out, I'm gonna show you something, we're gonna go to a museum, whatever it is. And then they leave a couple of days later. That's like the preseason. That's the that's like the normal hard knocks. Then you got those folks that just stay for a couple of weeks or two, three, four weeks, and you just say, Man, I ain't cooking tonight, man. You just having leftovers. Hey man, I'm sorry. I typically you know, i this is you you see me with all you know you see me with the makeup off so to speak, and that's where I wonder about maybe if, and not exposing is too strong a word, but when you think about the first thing I thought about was Cliff Kingsbury in terms of how being able to really see how he's the control that he has over this over this group of men, how he is as a leader, and then also whether he has the contract which I'm sure he will, and we'll get get to that next. Or, or whether it's it's still up for debate, is that how Kyler Murray really interacts with his teammates? And if you see how he the leadership characteristics that he displays or doesn't display, that's going to come across as well.
1: Well, it, you know it's the equivalent of Jay and I. You'll 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 love this analogy here. You remember when you started the first time you started? You know you were dating Nika, and you guys started getting serious, and then the first time she gave, came over not just for an overnight stay, but maybe it was there for three or four days, right? right? You had to be on your best behavior. You couldn't even fart around that girl, man. I'm <laughs> sure, you know, he was holding it in and right. you go right. to the bathroom, you probably <laughs> went around the corner to the convenience store just to go to the bathroom the first time. You don't want to take the bathroom, right? Yes, indeed. And that I mean, that's what these guys, everybody's going to be holding that fart in, man, for, <laughs> for eight or nine weeks. And it's just, man, that gets uncomfortable, bro. You're sitting there rubbing that tummy like, and the second she leave, bro, it's like, <laughs> oh, God. But, I mean, it's going to be the equivalent of that. And, and right. like I said, it takes away from, your your whole focus. If Guys are gonna be worried about the camera being there. And in my opinion, like I said, th- this. Although, in some teams handle this better than others. We we've seen right. the good and we've seen the bad. Like the Cowboys, they're so used to this garbage, and you know they're they're showing themselves all the time anyway, putting on, trying to put on the perfect image. This isn't something that the Cardinals are used to, and it's gonna be. Like I said, it's gonna be something that I think that's gonna take them out of sorts a little bit
0: indeed indeed so believe in the Arizona Cardinals so let's continue to talk about Kyler Murray there's a there was a, an article from Pro Football Focus's Brad uh, Spielberger um, that that came for uh, I think it appeared on ESPN but that that mentioned in terms of projections when so whenever Kyler Murray does uh, sign that contract extension what that might look like and and I'm I'm not I'm not the dude that likes to pocket watch. That's that's the thing that kind of maybe this is a slight aside, but it annoys me is that, talking heads I guess you can say you and I are talking heads to a certain extent I don't like to say well you make it, it to really focus on the money part get your money get your money I don't care if you was making a dollar or you making ten million dollars if you playing bad you playing bad and that's what we should talk about there is a level of expectation that comes with with whatever that is if you were making one and you are making ten there's a higher level of expectation to make ten dollars as opposed to one because I because I uh, investing more in you so having said that um, the profile so Brad Spielberger says that he is estimating that it might be six years for a total of $280 million, uh, with guarantees of $155 million. And before I get your thoughts on this, uh, quoting part of what his uh, article was, so this is, quote, Murray has earned the highest. PFF grade on throws of 20 plus yards in the NFL over the past two seasons with the 98.8 mark and the Brown edition. So that's Marquise Brown will go a long way in continuing that trend. All signs point to a deal, eventually getting none, even as Murray drives a hard bargain at the negotiating table while looking for a deal that reflects the new quarterback market where Aaron Rodgers is now a top earner at just over $50 million per year. End quote. Your thoughts on that? I mean, it just seems like that's what the market is going to, what, what the market says, right? Or, or is that, what, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, the elephant in the room, Jay, uh-huh. which is now team players, let's say Players are seeing what happened over there in Cleveland with your boy mm. with a fully guaranteed contract. Yes, sir. And he's coming out of, a, he's not coming out of, he's still in a whole lot of trouble yet the Browns hmm. opened that, you know, before then, nothing had ever been guaranteed like that. Fully guaranteed um, contract, 250-plus million, whatever it was, right? So now you're talking about Murray, a uh, total package of 280, with only 155 of them guaranteed. I think hmm. the new, the new, uh, I guess, thing we're going to have to get by is some of these players going to be like, well, how come all his money's guaranteed? How come mine can't all be guaranteed? Uh-huh. And... Quite honestly, I don't know if teams can actually do that. Not, You know, that's yeah. a lot of money. And here's the other thing. I respect everything that Kyler Murray has done for this organization to this point. Yeah. But my my big question, Jay, is what have we won yet? We, we, we haven't even won a playoff game.
0: Now, the flip side of that is that the record has improved every year,
1: though. record has improved, but look at what we did in the playoffs last year. Okay, if you want to just have an improved record and then we go – up against the best of the best and get punched in the stomach and in the mouth every time, then, you know, sign me up because yeah, that's what we've gotten so far. I'm just at a point. I'm, and I'm not saying what have you done for me lately, but hey, can you give me a little more? That's all I'm saying in terms of Kyler with these demands. You know, I, I know all it's, it's, it's a scale. These guys are all, Hey, I'm up next. So where's my money? That type of thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, you know, for somebody who's always worked for what he got and was Ooh. doggone grateful to get it. Right. Uh, I'm looking at this situation with Murray, and I'm just like, man, that sure does sound like one of them kids that, you know, hey, give me give me what I'm supposed to get, that type Ooh. of thing. And I, I'm still waiting. You know, you want to be paid like a Josh Allen? You want to be paid like a Patrick Mahomes? I still have not seen those results yet. I've seen some good quality pre- regular season stuff, but we're always right. toward the end of the season – we're faltering. You're injured the last couple of years. You, right. you know, stats and everything go down along with our production. And now, meanwhile, two years ahead of time, you still got a fourth year and a fifth year to go, and you are already basically making your demands like give me my money. That's where I have the problem. I, I do think he's worth it in the end, but st- a little humility would go a long way in this instance, meaning I know it's coming. Let me go out here and show them. You know why they're going to be giving me all this money and why it's going to look good in the future. I, I you know, I, it's 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 one of those things, Jay, where we know it's going to happen, and the Cardinals are eventually going to give him that money. And then my question is, what happens after that? Now really? he's sitting there like a fat cat, and we get the same production. And the, here's the other thing, Jay: I'm not just paying you to throw footballs. I'm paying you to lead my organization. Mm-hmm. He has not done that yet. He has not shown any signs of great leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I'm paying you all this money, and what I'm getting half or three quarters of a quarterback, the, my franchise quarterback. I'm not getting certain things from you. And and like I said, the Cardinals are going to acquiesce. He's going to get his money. Uh, he'll was that going to make him a better leader? Is he going to be more inclined to come in and want to you know show us? Um, what he is not just throwing the football, but you know, is that going to make him less pouty? All of a sudden, now you know he's right. you know, more feels more entitled because hey, I got all his money, and I can't get these guys to step up to my level. No, you sometimes you got to help them get to your level, or on the let not on your level, but on the same page with you. Yeah. He doesn't care who's reading what book at on what page. You know, everybody's reading the same book. But you got dude just starting out. You got dude reading the glossary. Uh, a <laughs> you know, dude who's already uh, finished three quarters of it and no, or you got some dudes that go to the end of the book to read the ending, just to get that out of the way. But like I said, we're not we're not getting everything yeah. I need from Kyler Murray. So like I said, it' a long way to go about saying I, I wish this was all handled differently on both sides. I wish the organization was a little sterner with him. I wish he was. Uh, well, Go ahead. is it
0: isn't there something to so? And I get what you're saying because it's I've heard the argument that, or I've heard the people say, okay, you, so you give him this money and say, Kyler, when you sign this, now you're the leader, now you're the face. But again, it's it's one of those aren't they in the no man's land because he's he's not terrible and he's and he's good, not great. Right. Because I hate it when you throw when people throw great around just so, so easily. But he's good enough to where you don't want to just, let's say, usher him out of here and then have to start from scratch again. So aren't you in this weird no man's land where you have to it's it, it just seems like an unenviable position
1: for them to be in? Absolutely. The problem I have, Jay, is they have allowed this to happen to a certain degree if let's just say Bill Belichick was the coach here, right? Right. You bring this incredible talent in. First thing, Bill would have been like, okay, hey, I see what you can do on the field. I need more from you, though. I need you to do X, Y, and Z. And this might might, might not, not be your personality, but this is part of the job description. I need right. you to lead. And when you're not doing the proper thing, what does Bill do? Mm-hmm. Hey, come here. We got to have a talk. I'm pretty sure he had some discussions with Tom Brady early in his career, where well, they stepped inside the room, closed the door, and by the time they left, because Tom Brady is able to take that constructive criticism and only drove him to work harder and harder, he got better from it. Whereas in Kyler's situation, it was always they had to walk with It seems like they've always walked on eggshells with him. Because mm. he's such an incredible talent, we can't tell him that we need him to do this because that might upset him. And then, you know, we don't want him yeah. to, to be mad walking around here. So let's just... Let's just see how it all works out. Hey, Kyler, come here, man. You know how great you're doing? You know, you man, nobody does it. Like, you're you the greatest ever to do it. And maybe that will inspire him to, hey, I'm going to be even greater. You know, that type of thing. No. Sometimes, man, yeah. you can't just yell at the dudes like me on the back end of the roster. Right. I mean, I've been cussed out before coming off the field and stuff like that. I took it. He used to be able to take it, too. They've never done that to him, never given him that tough love. Ooh. Now what do you have, Jay? How many times you seen you know, walking in the grocery store and you see a kid rolling around on the ground and, you know, ah! you know how many times that would have happened in my life right. and I'd still be standing here because, <laughs> because my mom and dad knew this boy needs some discipline. And I'm going to discipline him. And he's going to better be better for it later oh. in life. Right? They have not done that with Kyler. Kyler's that kid rolling around the ground, and mommy and daddy are like, well, oh, stop crying. What can I get for you? You want Skittles? Let's go, let's go get some Skittles. You know, that type of thing is like always appeasing him. Right. And he is at this point now. We see how this offseason is gone. He he is he thinks he's above criticism at this point. Ooh. And Ooh. that's a I mean, what is that do moving forward, Jay? It's just gonna be more of the same. And I, you know, I just don't think we're gonna ever get to the point where the Cardinals are gonna be like, you know this is how we do things around here. Kyler, get on the boat or get off the boat. It's always going to be, he's the one driving the boat. So we got to make sure we keep him happy. And that's not how you run an organization.
0: Indeed. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So before we head out of here, we want to get to, to Ed's favorite part where you look at the schedule. So the schedule was released (laughs) a couple of weeks ago, last week or whatever. And so goodness gracious. I mean, I can understand as, as people, again, there's a, there's a, a, a friend of mine that looks at that schedule and I think he's not unique in the sense, but he looks at the schedule and says, because he's a 49ers fan. And so he looks at the schedule and says, okay, where are they playing? Where's the city that I want to visit and be able to check my team play. And then also get in the sights and to, you know, get a nice little weekend in somewhere. So there's definitely a lot of that, but a lot of folks like to look and say, Oh, this is where when lost, when lost, when lost, win, win, lost, win, lost win, loss. Oh, we're going 15 and two. and, and, I wanted to get your and' we'll, matter of fact later on we'll give our, our our picks in terms of way too early picks in terms of uh, prognostication of where we think the cardinals will be based just in looking at the schedule but I wanted from your perspective as a player when the schedule comes out the same way so it's released to everybody and and so you're now now the players know where they're going how do you how did you as a former player look at the schedule uh, and, and your teammates how did you view the schedule and what what was important to you?
1: Well, I'll tell you the first thing we looked at like I say you went down and you looked and saw your travel schedule whether you know if you're an East Coast team being like the when I was with the Falcons, you looked how many times you might be going uh, out west um back to back homes and roads that type of thing you looked at um, uh, first thing bro, you looked for that bye week because you wanted to know how long you interesting had
0: that the, you mentioned that
1: that is that you look you want to see where it was. And if it was too early or too late, man, you know, nothing like what I had when I was with the uh, Falcons. The year we went to the Super Bowl, bye week was week four. So we got three in. We had a week off that was like, nobody's even tired yet. <laughs> after, after that, then you got 13 in a row, bro. And then there were other years where I looked and it was like bye week and week 10 or 11. It's like.
0: How bro, about week 13 for the, looking the Cardinals?
1: 13? And we thought last year was crazy because last year was 12. Brian. so now you know they double up on us and we got a bye week in week 13 right that's a long road to haul so you know it it can be a little frustrating when you you know if you're the cardinals and and then the other thing you have to factor in now is they throw we have this, all these thursday games uh they have the cardinals playing in mexico city there's all these other variables that we didn't have to really worry about back in the day but now you know Somebody like Jacksonville, you are you might as well just plan on going over to London at least once or twice a year. So right. as these teams are looking, like I said those are the big things that you're looking for. And then obviously you start going down, and everybody you know, because everybody you know they think you're going to go 17 and 0, right? But no, we all right. know that's not the case. But you do look at the schedule, and you you know you do. Players, players, we do the same thing. It's like, that's an L, right? That might be an L right there, even though you never did <laughs> it to anybody. But, you know, you know where you're at as an organization. And, yeah. you know, and that, hey, we're going to go there and we're going to drill them dudes. At, I'm going to get my stats. I might even give me a couple TDs that week, you know. So you're going down <laughs> the schedule and looking at certain things. But the big thing, man, like I said, is the bye week and then running down, you know, uh, you know how many weeks, you know, not, nothing nothing like you know, going back-to-back West Coast trips and stuff like that. I remember one year we did that. The good thing about it, though, our organization, the Falcons, we were smart enough. We went out West. We had a game against the um, – uh, up in Seattle. And then the following week we were down in San Diego. Instead of flying all the way back and going back across, we just stayed the week out there on the West Coast. So we had like an extra, uh, you know, a few days out there in San Diego, which was cool. So you look at those type of things. The other thing, bro, yeah. this is real important, weather. You start looking at Chicago in December and January versus right. you know going out there like for teams in the uh, Northeast. My oh man, we go to uh, Arizona in uh, week fifteen or sixteen. You're like, man, get out this cold and snow. So those, right. those, so those are some of the things you look at.
0: All right, so so we have so if we're looking at that, there's Denver playing at Denver Broncos in week fifteen. So that's going to be a cold game. Mm, that's mm. A, that's December December eighteenth. Uh, then they go to Atlanta, so we know that that's that's a, where, that's weather controlled. And then we have what is it, uh, San Francisco, to finish up the season. So I mean, the Bay can, can tend to be you know continue to be a little bit cold and stuff like that. But yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, and we'll you know we'll we'll dig into that later. But I, I will say that starting out Kansas City in Las Vegas, uh, that's going to be interesting.
1: And, and the Rams be, to follow yeah, up. And yeah. the
0: Rams, yeah. It's gonna be Bring very out. interesting. I say uh, just one thing that I will say, I, I have them
1: 0 and three after that for the first three games. And but we, we talked about this on our show. That was one of the things that stuck out to me as well. I mean, we could start we, we could be starting out 0 and three and from there, man, you don't want to be falling too far behind. Yeah. Um, you know, especially losing a division game to the possibly losing a division games to the Rams, but um it could be a long road to home, man. Huh?
0: Indeed. So, this has been Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We bring this to you every week. So, make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here. And uh, I, and on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. And as we always like to say around this time, oh, and I'd be remiss if I didn't say that we are presented by Believe, I believe, by Bet Online, presented by Bet Online. And as we always like to say around this time, are you can.
1: Until next week, be easy out there.